cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Kim Stuck of Allay Consulting. Kim, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Was there any hesitation to kind of come into the cannabis industry? And even more so, when you first got started, has the conversation shifted from when you first got in with some of the, the operators and how their, their feelings are you towards your, you know, your recommendations and the certifications and the need to that to where we are now, where it's kind of a little more, I guess, above board and expected of what the, what is the future holding? So, uh, yeah, I was terrified to get into the industry. Well, first of all, my family is very conservative. They just about fell out of their chairs when I told them I was going to start a cannabis company. Um, and, you know, I had support, but it was very like, well, we'll see how that goes. And so I joined, I did it anyway, uh, and was just like, you know, you, gotta, you only live once, let's do it. And um, I remember going to my first cannabis happy hour as a non-regulator. And that was very eye-opening. People hated me. People called me the weed whacker to my face. uh, And were like, what is she doing here? And it took them a little while, even like my first audit that I did, they still thought I was a regulator when I came in and they like wouldn't let me in. And I'm like, no, 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 your boss is paying me to be here. (laughs) Like, I swear, call him, you know. Uh, It took a little while for people to come around and realize that I wasn't a cop you know, and that I wasn't going to do anything to them that would, you know, they weren't going to want. What is the number one reason someone would fail or what's the biggest missing piece you see in the industry today for failing those compliance or certifications? There's a lot. (laughs) There's, there's literally so many ways um, that you won't pass. Um, But the, the number one ways, and this, at least with the system that my company's put in place, Um, And we've been doing it for a long time. So it's literally very systematic. We break it down like month to month. It's really great. It works really well. Number one reason is physical facility issues. People will maybe have all the documentation and all the training and all the logs and all the, you know, calibrations and metal detection and blah, 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 blah. But let's say they don't have enough hand sinks in their facility or their floor has like chips in it or their ceiling has like acoustic tiles, which is not allowed. Um, There's a lot of issues with the physical facility that need to be identified right away. In fact, that's our first step in our entire process is to do a gap analysis, see the facility itself, and find those things that need to be fixed right away because those are your most expensive. If you have to redo plumbing in your facility, you need to know that like immediately so you can get a budget together and a timeline for that because that's the most expensive. If we get to the end of the process and then we have to go back and do the floor or the plumbing or something like that, it's going to cost them an arm and a leg and really push that out. Is it mandatory though for a lot of people in the space? Like what you're saying now is like there's costs for, let's say, for your team to come in and help. And then additionally, you're pointing out problems, let's say, with the plumbing, with the flooring, with the electrical. Those are additional costs. So from a mandatory standpoint, is this something that operators need to do now or something they should be doing now? So in most states, it's not required yet, right? So no, this is definitely above and beyond thing. Um, But what we've learned from our clients, uh, you know, just being in it for so long is eventually everybody is going to need to be at this standard. And it's starting to spread, especially with federal legalization on the horizon. 
Um, I think the way that the FDA might spin this is the way that other states are spinning this. It takes a whole lot of work off of their plate if they just require this across the board to go through a third party. Let's do a little scenario, for example. We have a small operator. They can't afford the certification process now because they just can't prioritize it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, federal legalization happens. What does the small operator do? Are they unable to produce product? Are they in a complete standstill until they get their paperwork? How, how would that work? Well, they should be registering with the FDA already because once they're registered with the FDA and they have proper licensing through their local and state health authorities, they should be okay to operate depending on the state. There might be states that maybe hate cannabis and <laughs> aren't going to allow it at all. But in states that you're already functioning, you should be okay. And yeah, you might have a visit. I would, I mean, unfortunately, if you don't have the budget, even for just an audit, because sometimes just having that audit uh, and you can do an FDA audit, right? We, we do that. You can just go in, do the FDA audit, and then you have a report that's almost like a checklist of things that you need to get done. Also, when the regulator comes in, you can show them that and say, hey, I had this like audit. We're trying really hard to get into compliance. Sometimes that will like make them feel better about the situation and maybe not fine you quite as much if you are out of compliance. EU GMP, it's a common word we've heard around recently. Is it something that's comparable to CGMP? Can you kind of share a, a little bit about the two of them? This is a, a huge confusion for a lot of people. I have people reach out and say, can you give me EU GMP? And I'm like, well, yeah, but why would you want that? Um, EU GMP is for EU. <laughs> um, and it's pharmaceutical only. So our equivalent of GMP in the United States, which literally it's the same, it's it's exactly the same, um, is the 211 um, CFR for GMP, which is pharmaceutical. So you can get that in the United States. If you get EU GMP, um, good luck getting your products through customs uh, or even into another state because that is like a huge red flag because that usually means it's coming from the EU over. And obviously that would be very illegal if it was a THC product. So um, yes, we do help our clients with uh, GMP 211, CFR 211, which is pharmaceutical grade. It is not necessary though at all. Um, I will just preface that. Like we do what our clients ask us to do and we will help them with that. It is a huge expense. Like, I mean, not just not just like, oh, it's like $50,000 and then 5,000, you know, no, it's like a million bucks. What is one idea or fact about the CGMP process that would surprise cannabis operators? I feel like a lot of it surprises cannabis operators. <laughs> maybe maybe just the amount of time that it takes and how much work it actually is and how specific the verbiage has to be. So we actually help them decide which accredited certifying body they want to use. And they are usually shocked to know that each one of them is different. So before we do prediction time, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? Write legislation with public health in mind from the beginning, always, because uh, that's one of the biggest downfalls that we've had in the United States is not having that in mind and having all of the local health departments and state health departments not involved in cannabis at all. And so therefore, just like I was talking about with Canada, we're kind of falling behind. So in the future, when psilocybin and all these other things, you know, other cannabinoids, Delta 8, Delta 10, when we start regulating these things, we need to really keep that in mind. Um, and I think it's going to cause a lot less hardships for the people in the industry moving forward. 
the number one thing cannabis operators can do today to better position themselves for the future? And it can't be CGMP? <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, yeah, CGMP is great. I think that um, structuring their company in a way that uh, that makes sense. I know that sounds very vague, but I also, you know, I am a business owner. And so when I go into businesses and I see how they're structuring their company and how, you know, employees being involved in decision-making at a higher level is the deciding factor of whether you're going to be a company that lasts or not. Our listeners who want to get in touch, they want to start the process. Where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can just go to uh, our website, www.allayconsulting.com. Um, there's a whole thing you can fill out and we'll have somebody reach out to you right away. Um, yeah, or, you know, we also are on LinkedIn. So if you want to follow us there, we have a lot of stuff. We post videos and talk about uh, upcoming legislation and all that fun stuff. So um, we'd love to have you as a follower or yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Cool. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thanks so much for your time, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked, the podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.